Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from July 20th, 1991. It is the Happy New Year version of BTT, where as we go into the new year, it'll be no new year, new me for us, just the same old Outlaw Mud Show production that you've come to expect over the last seven and a half years now. That's getting scary. Almost eight years of this nonsense. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. You know, flips and dives schedule-wise. We've got the holidays on us right now. So uh, we're trying to move things around because of commitments. And Doc's got to go to church and plays and stuff for his family. And all that good stuff. So, Doc, how are you? No superstar, but he'll be back next week. Or he should be. But he was on the pay-per-view. Well, it's always it's always a, a true mystery ride with the superstar. That's you know, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. Uh, I'm getting over a little Christmas sniffles. Um, nothing bad, but uh, you know, you're gonna get a hundred messages. Tell Doc not to blah blah blah. Well, I had a little Christmas cold, and uh, there it is. Um, I'm doing great. Otherwise, though, you know we're recording this the week before christmas but it comes out the week after christmas yeah or a few days after like december 29th or 30th something like that yeah and so uh just hope everybody out there had a had a season's greetings happy holidays kwanzaa hanukkah merry christmas just remember don't get all persnickety if somebody's nice enough to wish you a good day say thank you yeah, I never understood that. Like, why people get mad? Oh, I know. Hey, I'm why, trying to be get nice to you, shoot. and you're upset yeah. about it. <laughs> you know what that's. Uh, you, know, you know which gender that sounds like. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had an instance over here at this house this morning with that. But go ahead, continue, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna try to. Get everybody ready for 2023. Get your mind right with all the 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 things you need to do to be a better you or the same you or just keep being you next year. Um, but we're also going to try to be somewhat topical here. And there's something going on in podcast world. Now, you 
don't faithfully listen to every wrestling podcast that comes out like I do. Is that correct? Correct. And I want you to, to I'm going to actually drop this part on the YouTube channel early. So it's more topical than it would be if it, you know, came out a week and a half from now, but you have been the one telling me about this beef, uh, between two, uh, well-known podcasts and well-known personalities. So, uh, please go into this because I haven't heard any of this. I'm only getting this from you. So, okay. And I have stage and we'll come. I have some thoughts and whatever I get wrong, make sure you send uh, Mike a message and to tell doc (laughs) that he got this wrong. (laughs) <laughs> thoughts and prayers bubba thoughts and prayers t's and p's yeah yeah so we have a little riff going between rick flair and eric bischoff which puts the mortgage man squarely in the middle which can't be fun unless it's not real so i was pretty sure that this was a work but I've started to maybe change my, my thoughts on that so where it all started in my opinion is back at the flare whatever they had the roast you know they roasted him oh god somebody got worked into a shoot at a roast wow I think Rick got a little worked up when Bischoff roasted him oh come it, on well, I think it I think it uncovered some some old wounds. And you know, that weekend was about Rick's place in history and all of a sudden the guy who questions and challenges that um started poking fun. The other thing that I think is maybe part of that is the major beef they had was also tied to Rick going to see his now deceased son Russell Russell yeah he was an amateur wrestler Reed you mean Reed okay I'm getting confused when you said Russell okay go ahead yeah and maybe that brings up some bad memories for Rick as well I can understand that I mean you're you know we can't it's imagine, never, you know, right? I, I, yeah, I got no idea how it is to lose a kid. I mean, that's right. just the most terrible. So, terrible. so Rick's been saying things over the last few months on his podcast, little jabs, are like, yeah, Eric doesn't know, you know, and so I'm not sure who started what, but Bischoff said something like, Rick never drew money, so he went to WWF. And didn't draw money and came back and didn't draw money. And that's why I had to go get Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's BS. I mean, if you want to blame not drawing money on anything, Ric Flair drew money in his career, but you can't say you had to go get Hogan because you, Ric Flair couldn't draw money when the entire promotion was on its ass from years of mismanagement uh, starting with uh, the era we're in right now with Jim frickin' Hurd. So, so um, he also said that the horsemen were a regional set of superstars. Yeah, it's more BS. Yeah. 
from Bischoff. Look, right. I'm, I'll take up for him when I need to, but this time is no. The Horsemen were not regional superstars. I mean, right, get right, the right. flying, you know what, out of here. And Conrad's like, really? Come on, dude. Yeah, for real. And so Conrad was like, look, JCP made money until they didn't. Right. And so when you say WCW never made money, you're talking about four or five years. But before that, that that the remnants of what you inherited did make money. At some point, it made money. It made a lot of money. And if you're so great, why did you run WCW out of business? Yeah, that's the other side of it. Because while you may have been there for record profits, um, it went downhill. Now, I'm not going to put that all on you. We know what the AL Time Warner did to it. So, But the bottom line is, um, hey, you had you were at the helm of that. So own your sh- you know garbage too. And so Conrad was like, you know, Eric's defense is they didn't want wrestling, so there was nothing we could do. And Conrad said, if y'all made enough money, it wouldn't have mattered what you did. I agree with Eric, actually. They, they, yeah, I don't, actually, I don't know. Eric's got a point. Like, it's not all on him, the reason why it went downhill. But at the end of the day, uh, so you this were is, the lead dog. So this is important, what you're doing here. This is interesting. Most arguments like this aren't who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's bad. There's valid points to be made on either side that's exactly how life usually works but people don't want to recognize that sometimes exactly. at the same time bischoff is full of shit when he says rick flair couldn't draw money and he had to bring in hogan that is just absurdity i mean well get, get and to that, that point on his podcast rick said eric didn't do shit he didn't know hogan <laughs> hogan wouldn't have talked to him that's a I fact went and got, i went and got hogan i called that story's him. been told yeah um, Rick said that Bischoff was worse than Heard. I don't know that that's true. Oh, wait, who said Bischoff was worth, worse well, than Heard? Rick. I mean, that's just prisoner of the moment type thought from Rick Flair, in my opinion, because we all know how much he hated Jim Heard. And right, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I can't go along with Bischoff on that stuff. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're relitigating something that's been well documented. Bischoff standing up in the locker room said the only three people that have ever drawn a dime in this business are Piper, Savage, and Hogan. That's funny. With Rick in the room. <laughs> With Flair in the room. Uh. Do you think Bischoff has ever watched, you know, well, Crockett that's stuff from 85, 86? No, he's not a fan. That's the, yeah, exactly. He's not a fan so, of wrestling. He's a fan of being a, t- he's a fan of TV. You're speaking out of turn, dude. You don't know. He doesn't know that. It's, it's just. <sighs> he's not a fan of wrestling. He's a fan of TV. Yeah. And. He wants to present himself as the strategic business mind when he's really just kind of a sleazy salesman. He was in sales. Sell me this pen. Yeah. 
and he sold his way to the top. There's no more, reason he should have ever been picked to take that role. No, and more power to him, dude. If you you can pull it, you know, be if political you can super enough kick to your way to the top, then I guess, bro. <laughs> I don't want to break kayfabe, but you and I had this discussion. Well, not just this week, but hundreds of times in the last damn near ten years. The key is how do you how do you bob and weave and not get hit by one of those thousand super kicks, Bruh. <laughs> but that's yeah. I mean, you're on to something there. So they're going back and forth, and Rick's pretty heated about it, mm-hmm. and just like you know. This clown that was a clown kind of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, fucking <laughs> And so at this point, I'm thinking, this is a work. Conrad's working. And to be on- clear, to be clear, when you're telling me this at this point, I'm like, this is a work, dude. I'm not. Yeah, buying it, well, nonsense. they're going to Starcast in Australia, or there's some Top Guy Weekend thing, or they're trying to set something up and they've been working it since the roast it's not just that i don't even look at from that angle i just look at it from the fact that like when people what's the angle well the angle is more ears on these podcasts the other angle is um i'm assuming they got these things clipped on youtube so guess what else gets you know gets dinged every two seconds or more than that you're getting nothing but clicks for these drops and sound bites and youtube clips and it's making money i know like like i here's the thing the controversy and the bickering makes money whether there's a real fight or not in today's jesus christ doc i can't believe i'm saying this digital platforms the controversy of these two bickering back and forth like two old idiots makes money it just does that's how the world is set up now well After that, oh, I feel like something's coming that, that I don't know about that you haven't told me about yet because I haven't been privy to this uh bickering. Yeah, if that's the case, then Rick decided to draw some more money and make this a triple threat match. Oh, oh what happened now? He went in hard on JR, really. Yeah. What did he say about JR? Now I'm intrigued. He said JR used to. Somebody was asking him. So it was on the recent podcast, JR, somebody asked JR what he thought about Johnny Ace being fired. And I guess I did see that. JR was expected to take the high road and he just said, look, that guy caused me a lot of anguish and I hired him and I gave him a chance and he had a family and the way he acted towards me. Now he gets to feel it. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. And so somebody asked, Connie asked, Conrad asked Flair about his thoughts, you know, Johnny Ace and JR. And he goes, well, I know them both. And I would have called JR my friend, but I, he lost all, he lost all my respect. Because of what he said about J- because of what he said about Johnny Ace, because of what he did on the dark side of the ring, he goes, you know, they let some criminal come on that show and tell their story, but I never got to tell tell my story. 
Oh, Flair didn't get to tell his side of the story on the plane ride from hell. Yes. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, and he goes, that cost me a half a million dollars. Well, who's the criminal that they let on? That lady, the flight attendant. She's been okay. like, you know, jewelry thief, too. Refresh my memory. Did they say during that that Ric Flair, that they tried to contact Ric I'm trying to remember if they even tried to contact him. I don't remember that, but, but JR was kind of like, we probably should have done something, but he got away with it because he was Ric Flair. Okay, so that's what and Flair um, was Flair's... mad at him for saying that about him instead gotcha, of sticking okay. up for him. It was like, uh, uh-uh. you cost so me they've turned million this dollars. Into... We're, we're supposed they've to turned be... this... go ahead. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be tight, and this is what you did. So they turned this into a three way dance now. And <laughs> shit. And then Flair, being Flair, was like, I know everything, and I I know everything on everybody. I mean, he's been around like I firmly believe when you live and work with folks, you really get to know them and you get to know them well in an intimate way, like not intimacy, but where, you know, folks. And I do believe like Flair probably has heard things and seen things that if he popped off at the mouth on, we might think he's just an old man yelling at clouds, but. I think there would be some, at least some validity in some of those things that he mentions. Whatever they are. I mean, just the odds. Would you agree the odds say he probably knows some things that wouldn't be, I don't want to say are criminal, but would, would folks wouldn't look too favorably if he popped the cork on some stories. Right. Not defending him, not saying the plane ride from hell. I don't. We we already talked about that on our Patreon feed. So become a patron if you want to hear us review that. Because wow, what a episode that was! Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But yeah, I'm not defending Flair here. I'm just saying, boy, he he probably does have some dirt. Once again, it would sell if he did pop off. Maybe he's not trying to get in the ring. He's trying to get people to click. But go ahead. Um. So, if we're working, I guess we're working a whole thing. And here's the other problem. I could say work, but we all know Flair's emotional. Yeah, he's, throughout the years, has proven that. And so it's possible that they were working at Bischoff and Rick Angle, and in the middle of the pod, (laughs) Rick just decided to start shooting. I don't know. He has the. He definitely loves going off topic. Like I've listened. Well, they were to supposed to be talking about me and Gene on this episode of their show, and they never once talked about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when I when I've like f- watched a few of the YouTube clips from like his Madden show or or just various episodes he's done. Like they'll ask him a question and he'll start to talk about it, and then he's like he's like Hopper, dude. He's like a freaking bird that flies off into the you know, ether and starts on a whole nother story. And you're like, wait, what the, f- what? it's like, what? Like, I, I mean, people that listen to us probably have heard like Teddy Hart on podcasts before and how his just mind's just everywhere. It's not that bad, but they just don't have that attention span. They just fly off into another topic. And you're like, wait, wh- how do we, what did we do to get here? And with Hopper, we let him run with it. 
because it right. generally leads to Bigfoot <laughs> rants and you know uh, all, all kind of bullcrap, but uh, or you know just life lessons with them on who to date. You know, it's it's weird, but I don't know. Flair's attention span, man. He he just goes off on a whole nother topic. So yeah, I guess so that's I'm what not, happened here. Well, I I guess we'll find out. Um, all I know is I'm sitting there listening to Conrad, and he's either working and squirming, or he's really squirming because he's got all kinds. Of, he he's got pods with all these fellas. Yeah, see, that's the common denominator. That's the part that gets me. Not that people can't be friends with people who are beefing, because in my life, I say this all the time. If you got a problem with somebody that I'm cool with or, you know, okay with, that's your problem. That's not mine. Until that person does me wrong, I treat them fairly. I or treat co- them well. Or crosses some pretty big lines. Or crosses some big line. Like, I, you, you, you don't see it, but I get this a lot on social media. Man, did you see what such and such said? And it's a listener telling me what another listener said. I'm like... Uh, unless they cross some line of me from a from a moral standpoint, we're talking about like you know this person said they want pu- they want to kill puppies or you know mm. death to all women or they're a womanizer or a woman abuse like that's some that's that's something I'm like yeah that's foul screw that person but if it's just like some just bickering thing between the two listeners I bro I I ain't got time for that like this. This over here, more than you always go, well, this is a politics-free zone. More importantly, we're drama-free over here. Drama-free. You know, the the biggest drama we have is what time time. if we can get the superstar (laughs) to pick up the phone. So yeah, um, going back to not to get off topic, and, and but going well, back to what on. you're this saying, is, yeah, this is how you deal with this is our dealings with the superstar. Hey Harper, are we going to record tonight at six thirty or seven thirty? Okay, that's his response. I don't think people get that. And me and Doc are like, that's not a that's not a that's not one of the choices. <laughs> that's not you know. His okay responses are phenomenal. But 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 the greater point being, like I I can be friends and acquaintances with people who may, you know, unless there's a moral line they cross with me and my family or or just some philosophies that I believe in. Um, you know, you ain't gonna sit there and brag about beating your girlfriend and I'm just cool with it. Like So no, you're not friends the, with Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> no uh so that, that you know but but if it's just beef like i can see conrad just yeah he's the middle person like whatever he it's not he ain't well, the one that did none of this stuff he's the middle person and he's a relative now that's the that's the like conflict i guess you get so flair says Bischoff says he's close to you. He ever he goes every time I run into Bischoff, he says how close he is to you and my daughter. And I'm like, why? Wait, who said that? Flair said that every time I talk with Bischoff, Bischoff tells me how close he is with y'all. Oh, how close he is with Conrad and um, yeah. Conrad's wife, which is Flair's daughter. Okay, and 
he where he goes. So Conrad was he at was he at Thanksgiving? Which I don't understand. And Conrad's like, well, no, but you know he's always welcome, I guess. Talking about Bischoff. Right. And Flair goes, well, I talked to Megan, who was, you know, watching TV while this fool was trying to fire me and all this stuff. And I asked her, I said, are you, you know, Bischoff tells me y'all are close. What's the deal there? And she's like, don't listen to him. Oh, and the daughter, okay, the daughter said that. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So the family dynamic makes the work real complicated. I guess. But even then, you're talking about a daughter who was raised around That's the wrestling true too. business. And she knows how it works. And she, she is not immune to, um, you know, ignoring a work. She can be involved in a work. She might not be a worker, but... I'm not saying it's a work. I'm just saying like you and I've had this talk a million times. My radar is always up for if something is quote unquote really real. And that's where I'm at with this one. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, Flair seeing, and here's the other thing. Flair seems real worked up. Maybe he doesn't know it's a work. That's the other part. Sometimes you don't tell somebody. I mean, you only <laughs> need to tell one person in a boxing match. That's true. So. Yeah. Um, We'll continue to track this story. <laughs> Cover the event. Yeah, we'll continue to use our special industry insider position and privilege to cover something. So let me ask one thing and we close it out. Yeah, that way we can yeah. close out the, the segment for, for YouTube and for anybody listening. So in a nutshell, uh, do you think that it was that this is a work or do you think what's your quick synopsis um i think it is a work that's slowly turning into a shoot with rick yeah I can and eric too. may be trying to play along thinking we're working and it turned into a shoot and he's not aware mm, okay it's plausible too that's the thing there's no either or with these things especially in wrestling because there are times when guys are like just having fun and busting balls and it turns into, screw you, I want to fight you. Right. Like that, I mean, you see that on the mud shows, and it's just more intense on the higher levels. It is what it is, man. I mean, okay. So, um, I had good discussion, good discussion. I, I really was curious. You've been telling me about this as we uh, ate up the first uh, 25 minutes of the show, but it was really good. Hey, uh, so let's uh, move along. Uh, on that topic, I do need to give a shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully, classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childers, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month. It's greatly appreciated. And um, before I move any further along, I also need to talk about some five star reviews because we didn't get any within the last couple of days on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, but we did get a couple on Podcast Attic. 
the first one from Jim Ship. Uh, I'm not sure who this person may be on Twitter or Facebook or social media, but Jim Ship, thank you very much. Uh, Jim says, best wrestling podcast out there, hands down. And mm. we know there are tons of podcasts with big names. So thank you, Jim, for that uh, resounding five-star review. It is greatly appreciated. And then the next one, I don't know if this is from from Silva that we know on Twitter or who's been on the show before, but we got some, we got one from Pepe Silva. Uh, <laughs> again, I, I, Silva's on Apple, so I, I don't think this is him, but who knows? Uh, it says the best wrestling podcast out there, even when the wrestling isn't that good, still worth the listen, and it and makes it better. Uh, you know, Doc, we get that comment from a lot of people, like that they enjoy our takes on not only the good stuff, but the bad stuff and how we are generally fair uh, in our assessment of our old school wrestling that we really love. I mean, like you always say, and I say, we call it where, Doc? Right down, right down the middle. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're probably listening to this show. So thank you to all the five-star reviewers out there. Uh, please send your five-star reviews in or submit them. You can do it on either Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes, uh, or on Podcast Attic as well. Uh, we as long as it's a five-star review, it will be read on there on the air. So thank you very much for your support. Um, and uh, look, nothing helped. Look, that doesn't cost you anything but a couple of minutes of time. So please do it. And while I'm saying that, uh, retweet the show, share it on Facebook, all those social media platforms and digital platforms and all that good stuff. Hit that share button, hit that like button, hit that retweet button when the show drops. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, I don't plug the, the Twitter much, but it's at BTT underscore podcast. Uh, last thing, Doc, we do have one new patron. Uh, he is Eugene W. Thanks for becoming a patron within the last week. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, enjoy the pay-per-view that just dropped a little, about a week ago, the Great American Bash pay-per-view. I think we were very fair in the assessment. We talk about that god-awful scaffold match in the main event as well with Barry and Lex Luger. And let me tell you. Boy, talk about a schizophrenic pay-per-view, but like we always say, we call it right down the middle. You can become a patron and listen to that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Great way to support the show. Get hundreds, probably up to 400 now, Patreon-exclusive shows, including the video versions of these episodes that Doc and I do at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Um, Doc, we, did we have one other thing before we got into this? I don't remember. Yes, we do. Okay, what is it? Hit me with it. Well, um, so you were, we had our big um, weekly prep meeting this week um, for the show where we sit down mm -hmm. for like 12 hours and prep out the layout of the show. 12 hours? We don't do 12 so, minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you were on my ass. I wouldn't say that. About the lack of a dark spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> in an effort to cool your jets and get you off my ass, um, I guess I'm gonna award a spotlight this week to some fella. I, well, and I've never heard of this guy, uh, Chris Sapita. You've said his name several times on this show. Uh, you, you can't prove that. Um, and I don't know who that is. But anyway, this fella apparently posted this picture in uh, the Facebook group, I guess. And it's a picture of 
Johnny B. Bad coming down to the ring with his pink <laughs> boa on with his hands up like, hey, what's up, fellas? And Teddy Long looking, you know, like he just strolled out of Shishi's and has a lighter wallet now for as a result. And the caption says, when Mike Mills finally makes his way to the ring in Wildcat with Hardbody Harper by his side. That's foul. Come on. Grow up. I mean, seriously, this is what we're doing now? Yeah, that's what we're doing because, you know, you and Johnny B, nobody is more ethnically confused. (laughs) I mean, you talk about the six-man tag. (laughs) <laughs> of 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 gender confusion. I mean, gender of uh, ethnic confusion. It's you, PN News, and Johnny B. Bad all on BET. <sighs> that was a funny post. He finally, he finally, uh, he posts like millions of things a day. Oh, really? What I'm told. Yeah. It was it was actually funny. It was finally hit the nail and you know had something funny. You know. Now, who? What, how do we know this fellow? He's been listening since the beginning, like okay. 2015 beginning. So, how come I'm just now hearing of him? Well, you've read uh, two five star reviews from him. One, oh. so yeah. Okay. Well. 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 Okay. Well. Uh, hey, we're gonna save the five star relief for next week when Hopper's supposed to be here. How's that sound? That's a teaser for next week, folks. Ugh. I'll make a note about that. We need okay. Hopper for that. Would you agree? We need Hopper for it. Yes, because there's some questionable marketing going on there, and nobody mm-hmm. breaks down the marketing of products. Like the superstar himself. He really engages himself in the marketing yeah. of, of goods and services. Yeah, he's got like a marketing. Well, he don't have a marketing degree, but for some reason he thinks he's a marketing expert. I mean, it's the damnedest thing we've ever seen. Okay, well, Doc. What do you uh, think on, he's doing right now? Working. Slinging pallets of uh, stuff. Do you think he's... Do you think he's doing the the veto thing where he's looking at the watch on a Friday? Because no, he scrolls Facebook and Instagram when he's when he's not busy. Hopper's a Instagram dude. Yeah, like I don't know. He's all he's always posting memes on Instagram or sharing, oh. and then he'll put them on Facebook too. That's his thing. He throws his bomb and then he runs. Oh, well, like he'll post, you know. He posts something controversial politically just to, dude. He he, it's, I'm amazed at how he just works up, folks. It's it's so damn funny. I'm like, how did they not see that you're doing this? Because he doesn't comment generally. Because people just, blow right by the common sense piece of it to the what can I be mad about? That's it. That's it. That's it. I even commented, I said one time, I was like, you know what you're doing. And he literally posted right behind me, yeah, this is what I wanted. And people still just fall for it. <laughs> all right. Okay, you can, Doc, work well, all the, you can work all of the people all of the time. All the time. Are you ready to talk about the 
<laughs> Are you ready to talk about the day after the great, not the day after, but the show after the Great American Bash pay per view? I guess. Yeah, we are covering uh, July 20th of 1991, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, not a bad episode, but we'll get into the more specifics here. So let me hit the play button and I'll make sure. Oh, yeah, it is recording. So we see a, uh, a replay of Eligante cutting Sullivan's hair. Uh, in the intro, and this was from two weeks ago on Saturday night. I want to point out, we're in Columbus, Georgia, at the Municipal Auditorium there. This was actually taped on July 8th of 91. So the bash was on the 14th. So this was taped before the Great American Bash. So the matches you see are all done before the bash, and most of the interviews are pretty much, you know, done, I guess, after the bash. We we step away to the green screen. We're not doing it on site. Um Doc, Paul Lee, and Jim Ross break down kind of what we're going to see today, uh, tell us what to look for. And on that note, we then go to the ring for the first match, which is Tom Zink and Robert Gibson versus the Freebirds, who are the U.S. tag champs. Um, But we also get a sighting of a, I guess I'm going to call them a new tag team. The Enforcers, Arn and Larry Zbysko come out, and Arn is going to challenge the Freebirds to a title match if they win this match against Z-Man and Robert Gibson. Uh, Were you uh, surprised at all by any of this? Yeah, my timelines aren't going to be good with with this era, so I wasn't sure when we're going to start the Enforcers. I guess now is as good a time as any. Um, Are we going to get to listen to Arn talk to these fellas? Yeah, I was trying to get to it because I think yeah. it's um uh let's see. Hold up. It's He's gonna tell people I I looking around, I don't see a wrestler out here. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Let's let's get to Arn's audio. Wait just a moment. Here come the enforcers, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco. What's going on here? Well obviously they have something to say. Cut that garbage off for a minute. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is you two guys have an opportunity tonight before God and everybody to become the U.S. champions. But the bad news is if you do, you will have the shortest title reign in history. Because... As I look at this traveling circus over here, the bearded lady, the human billy goat, and P.S. Hayes, I can only ask you, I see all of this get up and all this leather, but what I don't see, I don't see a wrestler. I don't see a wrestler among you. If you can look in your manhood, give two real wrestlers a shot at those belts if you prevail tonight. Well, we've got some problems here, fans. They've hey, been... the way I see it, there ain't nothing but air and opportunity. So let's either get it on or get gone. Well, we've got some problems here. we got a championship match scheduled. Fans, let's take a commercial break and then we'll be back. Okay, Doc. Uh, boy, <laughs> yeah, 
Arn is about that life here, man. <laughs> he man. said, uh, he, "Did he call Jimmy Garvin a bearded lady, or was yes. he talking about Hayes?" No, he he came back to Hayes. He didn't really have much for Hayes. He just called him P.S. But mm-hmm. he he took a blowtorch out and covered the entire area. Well, that's Arn for you. I mean, you know, one of the greatest talkers there is, and that was good because. Look, coming into this match, you're like, oh, you know, Zink and what are we Gibson doing versus versus the Freebirds, and well, you roll out a, I'm gonna call them a new tag team. I mean, we know who these guys are, but we've never seen Arn and Larry Zabisco uh, tagging as the enforcers, and they come out and, hey man, we want a shot at them titles, and yeah, uh, it makes it worth something because you now want to see what goes down. Uh, so on that note, what else do you have from the promo? And if not anything, let's go to the match. Yeah, I mean, again, just an idea. Maybe we want to let this guy talk, you know, on a more regular basis and not have it be in a 30-second inset box, you know. You're going to get your wish on that. Perfect. Um, Him and Zabisco are going to cut promos. Okay. I ain't going to tell you it's every week for, you know, but it's going to be a lot more than what you've seen, a whole lot more. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I have a, a little nugget here for you that you might find very difficult to believe. Oh, please tell me now I'm intrigued. Robert Gibson and Tom Zink are the same age here. That's hard to believe, but believable at the same time. Now, they're the same age, at, not just here, all along. It's just they're not the same age now because Tom Zink passed away. Well, but, yeah, they're the same age here. How old are they? Like 31, 32, I think. They were both born <laughs> in 58. Gibson looks every bit of 40 39, 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Gibson's had a hard life on the road in that rock and roll van, man. Is it? Is it a hard life or is it a good life? Uh depends on... um. If you, um, yeah, it just depends. It depends on your thoughts on okay, sex I have a question. and minivans. Do you think it, it's, it's you know, right now it is 10 a.m. on the East Coast of mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. where I presume that Michael Hayes lives? Yeah, I would think so. Do you think he's moonwalked today already? Yes. Okay. Do you think he's sung Bad Street today already? Uh, yes. Let me tell you my logic. Okay. Today could be 12.01 a.m. today, in which case Hayes was probably up moonwalking and singing Bad Street. Okay. At some point. At some that's, point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of my point here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my other thought here was just one week ago, less than one week ago. Gibson was hobbled beyond belief in a long match where his knee was targeted. And we've seemingly just forgotten that. Well, remember, this happened before the pay-per-view, too. (laughs) But it's being positioned as after, so okay. I hear you. Everything was airtight, brother. 
It's not like they explained to the TV audience that this was taped. I'm saying it was taped July 8th. The TV audience, unless well, you were there, you might not have known. And so maybe at the pay-per-view, we should have had the Enforcers versus the Freebirds. It might have been better than what it was. The problem is you still mess up continuity because you don't have well this if TV. this was taped before you could have shown it before yeah well that would have thrown off a lot of stuff because everything here you, you could uh, this okay. is how they did it back then i mean it's kind of you know, oh, know easy for you and i to to rip it but i mean i'm not ripping it i don't think you are either but this kind of giving us a different perspective a long match oh yeah yeah so let me let me just kind of break things down and I'll go to the finish. Well, when the match finally like actually gets going, going cause the bell rang, but they kind of just slow and they milked it and the free birds did their heel thing and whatnot. Um, when it finally gets going, there's lots of free bird suck chants and the fans I'll give, you know, this crowd is loud. They're behind the Z man and Gibson and Gibson and Z man do the old switcheroo tag with the refs back being turned and it gets some really good loud reactions. The, cr- the heels are crying and whining. When you say it's a long match, I mean, we're almost 30 minutes in before they go to another commercial of a two-hour episode. So it was extremely long. Like, I mean, this ate up essentially the first 30 minutes of the show, which I'm not complaining. But to Doc's point, they they gave us a lot here. Um, Do you have anything, Doc, as far as, like, timestamps before we get to the actual finish of this thing at all? I don't. Okay. They worked slow. It was very, very much old school. Um, very old school. Mm-hmm. So the finish is there's a hot tag to Z-Man from Gibson. Uh, the match breaks down. Z-Man, he's in there going strong, you know, bumping the free birds, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, the free birds try double teaming Z-Man, but Z-Man fights back. And then on the outside, Dink hits Gibson, knocks him out. Uh, Z-Man though goes to save Gibson and he lays out, <laughs> he lays out Dink, big daddy Dink, you know, Oliver Humper Dink. Uh, Z-Man comes back in. He delivers a flying lariat off the top rope to both of the Freebirds. But then we get the diamond stud who comes out and saves the day. And as Z-Man is going uh, for uh, another uh, finish here, the stud pushes Z-Man off the top rope and Garvin drops an elbow on Z-Man. Garvin and Hayes are going to get the win by pin. Uh, But I say that they were pushed to the max here. Um, Z-Man and Gibson had them on the ropes, even though they're not really an established tag team. And uh, on that note, the Freebirds win. So then we'll watch, watch right here. What? Did he kind of uh, kick out on the finish on him? Yeah, yeah like three point zero five. He he kicks out, but the pin did happen. Okay. I'm okay with that because I mean he it was a cheating like he they got cheated, so it's fine. And it wasn't like uh, Garvin hit his finisher like he. It wasn't a DDT or anything. He just dropped the elbow on him after he fell off the ropes. Well, push was pushed off the ropes. All right. Any other thoughts, Doc, on this? That's a nice bump by Gibson when he goes flying on the outside. Yeah. Really nice bump. Uh, any – God, he lands on that leg, though. That would worry me. Any other thoughts on it? You know, it was long, but it wasn't bad. Um, no. I, I bad. wondered legit if Zink and Gibson were going to win, but – I think Gibson maybe is he got much time left here. So this is getting a late ninety one, mid not really. I mean, because he's on the look, he's on the first SMW taping, which is 
literally happening three months from now, four months from now, three months. Wait, I think it was in October or November of 91. So he, and he's in the first match. So yeah, I think you're right. We're Gibson ain't long for what's going on here. That's kind of weird when you think about it, how we covered all of Smoky Mountain, and we're literally about to bump up against the star of it. I've thought about that too, because there's but guys that'll be there's guys that'll be in both at the same time. Yeah, I mean it's not weird, but it's just interesting when you think about it. You know, after covering that whole promotion, but I think you're right. Okay, so then we go to a replay of Luger and Wyndham at the Bash '91 for the world title. Uh, more on that on our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Let me tell you something. We had a lot of fun discussing that match. Um, I will tell you, Mr. Hughes and Harley Race got involved, and um, that's all I'll say for now. Um, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc and Harper and I broke it down long form. Um, Doc, any other thoughts before I go to uh, the promo that I'm going to play now from Luger? And um, I think we got Harley Race coming up here. And Mr. Hughes, if you consider him, but he really wasn't talking. Right. All right. All right, let's go to that promo now. Here it is. You are looking at the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion, the total package, Lex Luger. The total package has got a message for the rest of the world. Exactly right, Harley. A shot around the world just moments ago. What we're talking about, there's no frivolity here. What we're talking about is a satisfaction and a job well done, a job long overdue. What we're talking about is the past right here has been forgotten. New histories being made. This is the dawning of a totally new era for the total package, Lex Luger. I have arrived. Get used to this face. Get used to this body because there's nothing like it. The total package, Lex Luger, is going to establish a sphere of dominance a sport has never seen. Let this be a message to all wannabe wrestlers, all star wrestlers of now, all has-been wrestlers, because the total package Lex Luger has finally arrived. There's been an attitude adjustment, so to speak. Barry Windham received an attitude adjustment like any other wrestler who stands in my path. There's a new frame of mind for Lex Luger. The physical tools were always there. I just had to be made to believe in myself, in my abilities, and grab it by the throat. And that's what I did just moments ago. Putting a man into a frame of mind is the thing that this man liked. It's there now. The total package is all together. Paul, there's no doubt about it. The most coveted prize in all of sports is the WCW World's Heavyweight Championship. The champion will certainly have a long list of challengers coming for him. Oh, yeah. Now we see why the WCW Top 10 is so important because look at all the contenders that are now gunning for the brand new heavyweight champion of the world. One man that wants his chance for the heavyweight championship of the world is the awesome athlete from Florida State University, Ron Simmons. We'll see him next on TBS. Uh, I like this version of Luger. I like this version of Harley with him. What did you think about this promo coming off of Luger winning the title? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> they're sitting there cutting the promo, and there's all these 
flash bulbs, you know, clicking in the background. It looked like <laughs> por- amateur porn where they're like running a video but taking pictures for the magazine too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some girls getting railed and you can see the flash bulbs, you know, catching all the action. Railed? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Im- impaled. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, earning an honest living. If it's illegal, I guess. Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay. I need to see two forms of ID, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, so I do too. I like the the Luger. You know, he hasn't presented a super duper heel persona, but they've done something different. You know, what they're saying is we put it all together for him. I liked Mr. Hughes with the York Foundation because I thought he worked as the muscle for her, her being Alexander York. But I like him in this role, too. And I like, you know, he comes around the camera, comes around Luger and like pushes the camera like this shit's done. So I agree. I think and tell me if you think I'm wrong. But I'm assuming that they put Harley with Luger because they didn't trust that Luger would get over by himself. I don't know. I I always think that Luger's uh, heel promos and the conceited nature of them are better than his babyface promos, even though he's gotten much better as a babyface since we first saw him when he came in years ago. So I I think Luger would have been okay but as you ask that question, I also think that Harley makes it even that much better because he's got that gravelly voice and and a championship pedigree. Yeah, you can't deny his accomplishments as a world champion as well. He's got a college uh, degree and a criminal record. There you go. I mean, well, that's new, Jack. But yeah. So, <laughs> but it's. I think that's the the good part of what you see here. I, I think the combination of the three makes it makes it that much better like i i it works for me yeah yeah i'm you know again if we're gonna do the unthinkable and tell rick flair to go away we're doing i guess what ought to make happen in the interim you know or the next step yeah absolutely all right well we'll keep moving now on that note and we go to the next match which is the all-american they're building them as the all-american ron simmons which i think is I like this tactic that they're doing here with Ron um, versus Greg Avery. Uh, Simmons, he's over as a baby face. There's a pitcher and pitcher. He tells Luger and Wyndham they had their shot at the title. Now he wants it. So this is the direction we're going to see now. And I just thought that the way JR talks up Simmons here, you're going to see a lot of this coming up in the future. Uh, positioning him as an All-American. He did play at Florida State. He was a hell of an athlete. I really like what they're doing now and pushing Simmons now where they're going to go with him. I think this is good stuff. So um, thoughts on Simmons and Greg Avery here as Simmons is going to get the victory. Um, This is Greg Avery. I thought he was Fred Avery. Well, you know, everything was airtight, brother. Mm. Um, Gregory Frederick. <laughs> 
Um, the, Airtight, brother. Yeah, these these matches were long on this show. Um, this That's what happens when you get two hours of film. I know, I know, and so I thought it was longer than it need. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, and they're doing what they got to do. I thought I would have booked it so that Simmons made a little bit quicker work here to continue to build up how strong he is. It, I mean, it was around five minutes, but. You know, I know what you mean. You want to see him just come out there and just obliterate this dude. 55 uh, seconds. Yeah, I hear you. The old Magnum TA thing, shit. right? That's right. That's right. I mean, there's okay, a formula so, here. We're not sticking to it, but it works. I, look, they started better. You had Arn in the middle of the ring cutting a promo on, Yeah, you know, Freebird. So it we're, works we're, if you work better. it. Exactly. All right. So then they go to the WCW Top 10. Um, now, uh, this is interesting. Okay, why I like what Paulie said a little while ago after Luger's promo that that's why the top 10 is so important. He put importance on something. I like that. Yeah, because um, why are you showing us the top 10 if it doesn't even matter? And I think and we've you probably know seen it the- how much time in your little life you spent looking and pouring over these rankings. Jesus Christ, on PW. Hours, hours. It's like, like oh, I ain't got a PWI in a few months because you know we didn't have subscriptions. So who's who's in the top ten now? In 1985, I had a subscription. I didn't. God, I would have. It was a. It was a Christmas present. Giving my left nut for a subscription of that back then. And this is the only reason I wanted to go with my mom to the store. Oh yeah. I'm going to go to the magazines. I'll catch up with just you leave, wherever you are. Just leave me by the magazines. Yeah. I can look. Yeah. Oh, man. One time I did that with my grandma. She got all scared and confused and like went to the service desk and they called my name. <laughs> I was like, I was right where I told you I was going to be. Bruh. Oh, man. Today's kids just don't know, man. No. And like back then, the regular grocery store had the magazine aisle where you could, and they had like the PWI selection, bro. Because I, you know, I had, I mean, you had, you probably read just some PWI and then moved over to Jet or whatever. I had, you know, Rolling Stone or Spin. Jet, okay, you're being funny now. Ebony, is that one? Maybe. Okay, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying. The beauty of the week, man. Oof. All right, here we go. Let's keep moving. Was it was it uh was it Lisa Turtle every week? No, nah, no. Nah. I feel bad for her. She's like she doesn't look too good these days. Lost Warriors we're talking about. Is it cause Screech ran through her? Oh god. Hey, she outlived Screech. That's a good thing, right? She did outlive him. She did outlive him. Um let's keep moving though. So the top 10, Barry Windham is uh, number one presently, but it's probably like that because we just came off the pay-per-view, um, and he did lose in a controversial fashion. Uh, we'll leave it at that. We keep moving, and we go now to the Enforcers. So we saw Arn's, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco a short time ago cutting that promo at the beginning of the, the show. They're going to take on Johnny Rich and Scott Allen, uh, Doc, Arn, is, Arn and Larry are going to win when Arn hits 
Uh, Scott Allen with the spine buster for the win. But what did you have before all that, if anything? So we always make fun. So I want to give somebody some, you know, like we say at work a lot of times, some kudos. I hate that Mm. word. I hate that word. I hate it too. How about you give me some cash? Yeah, I don't want the kudos. The kudos are a way that you sons of guns uh, are being cheap because you know you're not giving appropriate raises. And it's great that you want to put me over, but I'm already over and I already know I'm over. Yeah. Kudos don't pay the bills, brother. Mm -mm. All right, keep going. Uh, What were you about to say, though? But I want to give some kudos. Kudos. <laughs> no pizza party, just kudos. Can't afford <sighs> that. Don't get me started. <laughs> get you worked up into a Marxist lather. Right. They've 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 they went from giving bonuses during Christmas time to having holiday parties and Christmas parties at work that they used to pay for. Now they don't even pay for them. You pay for them. It's no, it's I, such no, a no bro, no I don't no no, no I, don't. I, I don't let me let me be clear I don't but I, I'm sorry I got you off topic go go what were you about to say anywho <laughs> I was yes. trying to get you worked up like get you on a Harper like feel like I need to say something about the NBA now um anyway dude they spelled Zabisco right that's not easy to do. <laughs> don't think people realize that dude like how do you mess up arn anderson and get zabisco right not that they got arn wrong here but in the past standing there telling some production assistant how to spell no now write this down you know i wrestled bruno so write this down yeah (laughs) and wait i'm sorry Uh, where's the z well there's two yeah they got it right though they got it right. Um, Unbelievably. They they just take apart this team systematically. They're te- very technical. They're going to be the 91 version of work a body part and get this thing done. Um, I did like at the end when he hit the spine buster. Mm-hmm. When he, you, if you run that back where he hits the spine buster. I'm trying to get to it now. While he's doing that and given his, that's all folks thing larry walks over and pushes the guy on the apron so it's just a nice little touch at the same time like he's gonna hit him bam that's all and watch the bisco walk over and just knock him off through as that camera shot was nice and it's just we're clearing house we're taking care of things this is a total victory they used to do that a lot the heels i mean that used to well, be like it a makes staple. sense because it prevents the run in <laughs> Yeah, that used to be a, a heel thing for sure. Because what would happen is the finisher would get hit. The baby face would actually, if it was a baby face team winning, you'd have the guy, he would stand next to the pin, wherever the pin right, was happening. guarding the pin. You know, square up, blocking the save. And if it was a heel team and they hit the finisher, they would go just shit can or hit the dude off the apron. I mean, it was it was really, it was a great thing that they used to do back then. Um, But yeah. Good, good move. Good, good heel psychology there. And like you said, they're the guys who are going to work the body parts. The next segment is Barry Windham. He's going to cut a promo, and we got to go listen to what Barry's got to say. Remember, he technically lost to Luger at the pay-per-view. 
that you can hear our review of at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Remember, we don't have any ads on this show. We just have hardcore old school wrestling talk, a little football talk, shenanigans, mud show shenanigans, outlaw mud show shenanigans. But you can become a patron and support the show at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and get our review of the Great American Bash. Let's go to Barry Windham. Or, or just give us a five-star say. review so that we get our kudos. Right. <laughs> Let's go to Barry Windham. So if you can only do one, become a patron. You know what I'm saying? There you go, Doc. <laughs> Especially now, the special is still running where you can um, get two months free if you sign up for the annual plan. I'm well, here's what, you, here's what you need to do. You're going to that's everybody loves when you start with that sentence, right? Yeah. When you tell somebody what they need to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Let me help you. Here's what we need to do. Is that better? Uh, sure. I'll get in the boat with you. We need okay. to do holiday car or gift card like things. Cause I guarantee you, we got dudes that are like, man, I'm going to get a bunch of shit. I don't want and I really would want the broad to get me a subscription to the show. But the broad's going to, she's going to resist that because there's nothing physical for me to get. Just send her the link. Say, look, you didn't get me what I wanted no, for no, Christmas. But I want you to open this. So, you know, there's nothing to it. It's just a link. You can't open a link. So we I'm need open like, it a all business right. card. That says thank you for your subscription. That you can put in a card that you can physically. That these so the broad feels like she's doing something that she can hand our listeners so that they quote unquote get. To, I'm not kidding here. This is a great idea. It is. You need to call Patreon. <laughs> Tell them they need to do this. We need to get Hopper on it. Can you imagine him calling them? Yeah, I got an idea, bro. Here's the thing. Do y'all know anything about fucking marketing? Well, let me help you out, okay? <laughs> yeah. But you see what I'm saying is, you know, I do. I, you've run a deal. I like the deal. But again, we rem- we remember back in the day when we were doing business with a certain large online retailer, and we haven't ever really told that story on on air. And I'm, I'm, this isn't the time nor the place. But, you know, we had to tell people you have to go get the person and take them to the computer and show them what to do. I feel like there's a step in this patronage as a gift that we're missing in order to make this work easier. So until we get that fixed, now I'm going to ask the listeners to do something. I'm, I'm, I'm booking the territory here this morning. Okay. I want you to get a piece of paper and write down on it BTT subscription, fold it, give it to your lady or your dude, whatever. And say, you can put this in a, get me this subscription for Christmas or for my, Christmas is over. So, but we're still running the deal post Christmas. Mm hmm. And you can put it in a card so I can have something to open. Yeah, just make sure you put the link in there. Tinyurl.com says Patreon BTT. You do the work. That way, that way they know where to go when they get that subscription for you. 
I mean, I'll get it, but what do I do? Jesus Lord, these women. Uh, what, what, what happens next? Mm. Now, do you just you just get it, and then can I listen with you? Uh, sure. No, see, I listen to it. It's my I, I'm doing stuff right now. You, I don't know, bro. We got a husband and wife out there who listens to us together. Is it while they're in their most intimate moments? Nah, stop it. They're actually two wonderful people, great the, supporters. I'm going to do the old Howard Stern thing. I don't even know what that is, but uh, John and Shawnee, I'll shout you out. You don't know the, are... from the movie where Jenna Jameson, or the lady puts the uh, the thing on, not Jenna Jameson, but she puts the speaker, she sits, straddles it, and turns it up, and then he does the... And need Harper right now, because no, I don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so you don't make sure think, you put the. You don't think that these people have just were the were the soundtrack to babies being generated? No, 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 no. no. Okay. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Jesus Christ! Come on. Why is that bad? Can you imagine that? Oh God! Why would anybody want to listen to us while you know? I mean. You know that idiot that's a Browns fan out there. I don't even want to say his name. Maybe him, but he's a weirdo. He's a freaking whack job. Whack. You know that that job. That <laughs> yeah, the wank master like him. Come on. Yeah. But no, let me tell you what that idiot said. You know, I I had posted on YouTube the this our AEW and corny discussion like a couple of weeks ago. I posted that clip on YouTube. And then I put it in the, the Facebook group and um, like I just put the link there. Say, so, hey, you know, check it out. This is the link of that segment. And this dude's like, oh, great. Can't wait to hear somebody talk about something they don't even watch. Well, you freaking moron. You just commented on something you didn't even listen to yet. So mm, listen to the pot burn. call the kettle black, you buffoon. Crunch. Come on, you He's a Browns that. fan. I mean, come on. He's a Browns fan. A Browns fan. He's got $230 million wrapped up in a massage. Come on. Bruh, I mean, he's a Browns fan and a Pirates fan. Bruh, if that ain't just the mix of just misery, I don't know what is. So let's keep moving. 10 minutes ago, we were supposed to go to Barry Windham. No, he's over here talking about how much he cranks off. He don't crank off at all. That's a lie, too, just like his teams are a lie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, enough of that clown. I'm going to Barry Windham now, talking about you know what just went down and uh, pay per view and all that good stuff. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT become a patron. Here's Barry Windham. Back here on TBS. This is Paul E. Dangerously in the back with Barry Windham and Sir. Obviously, nothing settled at the Great American Bank. What do you mean nothing was settled? I'll tell you what. When you get a chance at the World Heavyweight Championship. You go in there all out, and it really doesn't matter what the final outcome is because you've had your chance at the World Heavyweight Championship, and if you didn't give your best, you shouldn't have been there to begin with. Now, Lex Luger, the times that I've spent in the ring with you have been some of the most memorable and some of the toughest, but the World Heavyweight Championship at stake should have been one-on-one competition, should have been you and me. I tell you what, I'll never turn my back on you again because of the things that you're capable of, the things that I'm capable of, 
Should have never figured into the game plan. Should have been you and me. And next time we step into the ring, the World Heavyweight Championship being at stake, you can be prepared for one of the toughest losses of your career. Because I don't walk away from anything easily, Luger. And I'm going to walk out here in the ring right now and show everybody out there the way I feel about you and the World Heavyweight Championship. So just remember, you'll never see my backside again. You'll never see me walking away from you because I know exactly what you're capable of and I know where your head's at, pal. Well, Barry Windham heading out to the ring right now. If Barry Windham's heading out to the ring, I think it's a good idea for you and me. And Jim Ross, for this one, you're on your own. I really like that. He talks about Luger being tough, and he says it should have been between the two of us as he alludes to, you know, Harley Race getting involved. He didn't say his name, but I thought Barry was really great here. And um, I don't know what more you can ask for. It was a real tough, rough type of babyface promo from Barry as he got screwed in his world title opportunity. Uh, or, God, opportunity. Oppor- match. God, I sound like one of them WWE idiots. Um, Championship opportunity. Yeah, I I hate that I said that. It's just one of those things you hear so often. Crack at the strap, bro. Yeah, you got to crack at the strap. Okay. um, Thoughts on Barry right there? Good. And, you know, now he's out here to face Black Bart. Wait, did you hear what Gary Michael Capetta called him? Uh Uh-uh. Desperado Black Bart. That's right. That's right. He's a member of a crew. yeah, even though the Desperados are dead in the water, he's Desperado Black Bart. So I, I found it interesting because last week they tagged him with one of the the State Patrol guys. And now he was just like Black Bart, but he's Desperado Black Bart. Because I don't remember them saying Desperado last week. So anyway, everything was airtight, brother. Bart starts off the match with his friggin' cowboy hat on. Gotta love it. Um, any, let me go to you. Uh, this went on for a little while. Anything from Black Bart and Barry Windham? Well, my question is, is Barry now a baby face? Because he's not That's, yeah, overtly being a baby face, but he's facing a, a desperado and he got screwed. So is this a slow turn? So if you, well, one of the reasons I said it was a tough babyface promo, I mean the way he delivered it, it was, um, I don't want to call it Steve Austin-esque when Austin was a, a badass, but he was a face because he's not Steve Austin. But it's it's like he is a de facto babyface, but he's rough and rugged in the way he delivers his message. And he wins clean here. So that's another way to look at it, you know, what you saw. So kind of, sort of, I mean, it feels like, yeah, he's a babyface now. Right. Anything else from this one? If we're going to have that heel champ, we need some contenders. Yeah, we do. All right. Well, we'll keep moving. The next match is Mm. One Man Gang versus Joey Mags. Uh, There's some stuff on the commentary from Paul E. where he mentions Sullivan getting his advice from the Lady of the Third Eye. I thought that was kind of funny. Um you know, we just saw Gang in a terrible match, no fault of his, at the pay-per-view. So it's just hard watching one-man Gang in this era, knowing how 
he just did pin me, pay me at the pay-per-view. But I don't know. You got anything from this other than gang just beating down mags? My only thought was is that maybe after that embarrassing nonsense at the pay-per-view, they should have given gang a week off TV. Well, he ain't long for the promotion at this point either. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. This might be it. I don't remember exactly, but uh, I think yeah, Gang doesn't. He's not around for much longer, uh, at least right now. You know, I mean, I know he's in WCW, you know, down the line, but yeah. Okay, after the match, they beat down Mags uh, some more, and yeah, that's that. So, and then after the match, they go to a promo, and the promo is is Gang and Sullivan uh, because there's going to be a hair match coming up at the Omni. So they're still kind of like pushing Gang and Elegante. Did you have any notes from this? Sullivan yeah. talking about the lady of the third eye. <laughs> I mean. I will say this. Hold on. I do want to play it now that I think about it because I just remembered something. But you were about to say something, so let me let you say it. No, I was just going to say if we're putting a loser leaves town versus hair it's time to all get on the one man gang train yeah listen to what uh, Sullivan says here about a certain somebody and what they're going to do to him Kevin Sullivan don't look so smug to me and all these people here just because he's 7 foot 7 450 pounds does not make him the giant of world championship wrestling this is the true giant because I know about Argentina. We just went to Casa de Agua and we met with the lady of the third eye and as the gang and her bathed in the river, she told me this. She said, the giant won't be flying home first class. The giant won't even be flying home coach. What the giant is gonna be doing is flying back to Argentina in a cargo plane made from the tree that the one-man gang will nod down and we're going to build you a big pine box. You're going back to Argentina and in the Omni, let's real clear, it's you and the true giant of world championship wrestling. Long may reign the one-man gang. Ah! All right, fans. I mean, basically, Sullivan said we're going to put you in a coffin and send you back to Argentina. We're going to put you in a pine box and fly you back. I don't hard know. to pay I, that so, off. Hard to pay that off, and I'm just so not invested in anything that involves Eligante. That note, we go to commercial and come back, and we go to the WCW Control Center with Gordon Soley, and... Gordon shares with us that any WCW title must be defended at least one time every 30 days since Scott Steiner is hurt and he and Rick Steiner can't defend the titles. The titles are being held up. And then we see a series of Steiner's highlights showing and emphasizing how badass they really are. And then Gordon recaps the ridiculously stupid, I guess, feud between Eligante and one man gang. So, I don't know. You got anything else from this doc? It sounds like we're going to have some world titles, world tag titles held up, and um, we're going to have to crown some new champions soon. Am I the only one that looked at this waiting for misspellings in the bylaws? No, of course. We were just waiting for 
this because I love how WCW Rule Two, Article One, Section One. They they really they really position this as real. <laughs> I give them credit. I'm not I'm not bagging on them, man. They 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 worked hard on that and they spelled everything right, which doesn't happen. <laughs> um. Hmm. How about you and Harper enter, enter the U.S. tournament? I'll manage. Well, let's uh, get the boogie time machine, and we can do that. I'll uh, I'll roll out a vat, 50-gallon drum of ether. Just open it up and knock out the whole arena. Okay. I mean, it sounds like a plan. I could, I could live with that. I could live with that. All right. So we'll keep moving. Johnny B. Bad versus Larry Santo is the next match after commercials, and we get a picture-in-picture from Johnny and Teddy talking about PN News. Johnny calls news, once again, a big, ugly bear. Mm. Words not mine. Uh, the World Tag Title Tournament, we're told, is going to start next week. Uh, JR says, we'll have to see if this happens, the Hardliners, so Murdoch and Slater will battle the Freebirds in that first matchup. Hmm. Stay tuned. And... um. That's about it here. I don't have nothing else from this as he beats down Larry Santo. Doc, any thoughts on what we see here between these uh, two guys? I used to say it on the Smoky Mountain show. Larry Santo always reminds me of a dollar store cane. I don't remember you saying that. Yeah. Is it because of his height or, I mean, just how he looks? His facials. Yeah, it's not like we're watching this in HD, so I think I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh Johnny B Bad knocks out he hits uh, Santo with a big knee and then he hits him with a knockout punch and <laughs> <is back. laughs> All right. Uh there is a Sting promo after we come back from commercial. I am mm. not playing it. Uh, Sting talks and he repeats himself and he says he's got Nikita on his mind all the time. I mm. got Nikita on my mind all the time. I got Nikita on my mind all the time. And he don't really say nothing else, so there's no need to play it. He looks intense. Looks like he's ready for Mardi Gras in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, with that outfit. It's, yeah, I, Doc, you got any comments? I'm not trying to be mean. It's just nothing. Um, I, I would love assume. Sting. That's the thing. I love Sting. It pains Why? me when I have Why? to listen to these promo Because I think... He, he served a purpose. He was definitely for the kids. He right. wasn't He wasn't positioned for our demographic at this time. You know, you and I are getting into our later teens, and it's just not, he's not for us. But these promos, I, I almost want him to howl every time. That way I can at least laugh. But the ones where he just repeats himself, I, I got no use for. It does nothing for me, but I love Sting. I'll always love Sting. I think he's a good dude. That's the other part of it. He's a real good man. Um, yeah, I don't. I just, I got nothing. So I'm gonna keep moving unless you're gonna stop me. He was bad, very bad. Nikita Koloff is in a handicap match versus Tim Hughes and Mike Maverick. Uh, remember, Nikita is from Lithuania. Uh, his tights, I believe, even seem to be reflecting a different. You know, he doesn't have just the red singlet anymore. Anyway. Um, Nikita's going to win. The fans, look, this is what I say about Sting. The fans are chanting, we want Sting. We want Sting. So they're sold. They're into Sting. No matter how much we feel about it, they're in the Sting. That said, Nikita is going to win. Double Russian sickle. 
by Nikita, and he uh, wins by pin. Doc, any thoughts? Um, you know, uh, handicap matches are so, in my opinion, effective based on their simplicity. Yeah, there One was man beating two men is a thing, bro. I don't care. Yeah, even though you know we're older now and get that would be kind of hard to do if the two guys really wanted to if the two guys were skilled professionals and these enhancement talent i guess weren't uh but there was always something to you know you'd see andre the giant in the handicap or bundy or yeah it was always something they had a purpose look here's the thing about the handicap match more than anything the point of them it made the guy look super strong yeah you know you're not just beating one person you're beating two so i agree with you any other thoughts no. All right. So we keep moving and go to commercial and come back. And we have Steve Austin with Lady Blossom versus a gentleman by the name of Jim Manning. Uh, <laughs> there is, I have a timestamp, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play it or not. Uh, I'm going to get to it in a second. Because Johnny B. Bad and Teddy Long, they end up joining JR on commentary. Uh, did you catch that part of it, Doc? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just play it. It's not too long. Here it is. That is Theodore Arlong joining yours truly here at ringside as we watch Stunning Steve against a big 281-pounder. And gentlemen, uh, I welcome you uh, to ringside. It's uh, rather unscheduled. But... Oh, hush, Jimmy, hush. Oh, I, I had to talk. It's my job. What's, well, the, what's the reason me, for this? Well, let me say something, Jim Ross. The beautiful Johnny B. Bad, the fashion plate of World Championship Wrestling, and the Godfather. We're out here just to take a look at the World Television Champion. We think he's an outstanding athlete, and we'd just like to take a look at him. How about that? Johnny, what do you got to say about the World TV Champion, baby? Oh, I, I think Stunning Steve is so big with them big old muscles and everything. I think he's the greatest television champion of all time. He's such a big stud. Well, I guess, yeah. Stunning Steve working on the arm of Jim Manning. You know, you know Teddy, I, I just love Lady Blossom's earring. I, I, I want to go to the well, well, let me say something to you right now, Johnny. Now, I don't mind you going over there talking to Lady Blossom, but now, you make sure you don't let her touch you now. Don't let her touch you. Okay, okay, baby. Is he going to go look, talk to her about her earrings? Yeah, yeah, he wants to go see her earrings. We might have to get some of them. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Bro, I love this dude, man. He's, he's, this gimmick is, is so great because there were people listening to this show back then that were calling him the F and N word repeatedly f- screaming at their televisions. What are the those heat, words? Can you say them for the me? The heat I'm not sure. that this dude was getting. I'm I like this. He is. He is. Bro, this dude. You know how we say it all the time? Like people that they, they don't really go all in on their gimmicks. He's all in. There's nothing that he's he ain't holding nothing back. What's oh, funny hush, here is, first of all, Stone Cold is pretty, from accounts that you hear, pretty possessive in real life. He was with Deborah in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the stories. Yeah. And then it's funny that this is Marrow and him because Marrow took some move, I guess, from China. 
that's when Stone Cold was like, I can't work with him now. Yeah, I remember that story from Austin telling it years ago. And he was like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yeah, this ain't happening. Yeah, That's interesting that you bring it up about how he's out there messing with Lady Blossom. Um, so let, let me just say what happens and we'll get back to it. So Austin hits uh, this guy in the ring with a stun gun. But on the outside, Johnny and Lady Blossom are talking about earrings. And, well, Steve isn't happy. Austin isn't happy about what's going on on the outside with these two. And, you know, he's just being kind of sweet to lady blossom and uh that's that right so uh it's funny because austin do you think austin may have been worked into a shoot here no no he knew he knew it was a work (laughs) but um i think he gets uh or i think johnny b bad gets the earrings from her yeah and but he's talking to her about the makeup and stuff and she's out there having a grand old time talking to johnny b bad um like, what, a guy that will talk about things I want to talk about. Oh boy. And, man, Johnny is really leaning into it. It's it's tremendous stuff. But Austin wins rather easily uh with his uh, slingshot stun gun type of maneuver. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that. Um and before we get out of here, we we do need to we do need to hear from Johnny and Teddy one more time. Here okay. Is. Johnny, I'm anxious. And what did Stunning Steve have to say to you? That it like he was too happy. Oh, Stunning Steve got all puffy. Tell him just didn't get all puffy at me. I don't understand. I was talking to Pretty Lady Blossom, and he just seemed to get all puffy. I, I can't understand. I was just inquiring about her beautiful earrings and her nails and, and the color of her lipstick. It was so pretty. So uh, I guess maybe you can patch that up, Teddy. Apparently there's a little misunderstanding about the earrings. No misunderstanding, Jim Ross, but it is that Lady Blossom has some nice earrings on and Johnny B. Bad likes them and we might have to get some of them, you know what I mean? Okay, well, thank you very much, gentlemen. We're out of here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget uh, what a pair they are. Don't forget... (laughs) Jim Ross. (laughs) This is so good. All right. Doc, any thoughts on these two? I don't know why you hate it so much. He's like they're, Brian, he, he is leaning into this so much. It's not that I hate it. I hate the little Richard aspect of it. And I don't hate it as much as I do when he turns baby face with it. He's just leaning into this so much, man. It's I'm laughing now more than ever because I'm thinking about the demographics of the people watching this show. And them seeing this this man who is trying who is portraying a black gay professional wrestler and i think i'm just thinking about now the reaction of some of the hillbillies at home watching this they got to be thinking like every expletive you know flying out of their mouth when he's on tv and see back then people didn't turn the channel they just kept watching and wanted to go to the arena to pitch stuff at Well, him, that's also something that, that Bischoff said. He said, get this. He said that the, that the reason Flair never drew money is because Saturday night didn't have the reach nationally. It was still regional cable access kind of stuff. 
Whatever. He doesn't know. He don't so he's know. He's just saying shit. Did everybody have TBS? No. But you're just talking crazy at that point when you say it didn't. The reason the WWE, the, the reason it was one of the last two promotions is because it had the reach nationally on cable. Like it was one of the reasons it stayed around so long when every other little territory was dying. Uh, I, okay. <sighs> that That is just an asinine statement by somebody who should know better. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, when we were talking about it, he wasn't watching it. Um, when we were discussing that at the opening of the show. All right. So we need to uh, rate it and hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, I uh, want to remind you, please consider becoming a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. If your woman, your man, whatever you lay next to or don't lay next to or a friend or whatever didn't give you what you wanted for Christmas or the holidays, tell them to give you now the gift of Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Or, hey, you probably bought plenty of gifts for people and spent plenty of money on people. Go ahead and treat yourself to the gift of BTT Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Don't wait because the sale is only going to be going on for another day from the time of this dropping of the two months free. It closes at the end of the year. So make sure you go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and get the two months free by going annual. If you don't want to go annual, you can go monthly. But again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And you can listen to our review, our uh, Great American Bash pay-per-view that we just did, all the clashes we've done, everything on our Patreon feed, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. All right, Doc, let's rate it. Hand out some Rolexes. Uh, what are you going to rate this one? How long was it? Uh, it was almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. It's baseball season, man. I hate to see that's <laughs> not, you know. Where's Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz? Braves must have been off this night. Come on. Or playing somewhere else or playing on another station. Who knows? Yeah, I don't like that. Wasn't a bad episode, though. I mean. No, it wasn't. So what are you rating it? I'm just trying to buy myself a little time there. I'm going to say a B. Mm-mm. B plus. Oh, mm-hmm. somebody likes the wrestling. I was thinking about A minus, but I'll go B plus. No. Um, uh, B plus because of Arn and Johnny B. Bad. And we got Austin at the end there. Uh, we got some Ron Simmons, decent promos in it. Nothing like the studio back in the day, but good stuff overall. I mean, you had some stupidity, the whole Eligante thing, and that that's still going on, and yeah, that's dumb. But uh, I give it a B plus. Okay. All right, what are you gonna? Who are you gonna give your Rolex to? I already know, but yeah, yeah, double A, bro. Yeah, it's easy, double A. Arn Anderson, he said he set this episode up from the beginning. Yeah. With that promo, and so Arn gets it. Strolled okay. in the ring, strolled in the ring, and took down four dudes in a hurry. Five. Yes, sir. It was great. It was great. All right. On that note, uh, just a quick reminder. Harper, the holidays are almost behind us, but he is still doing his life advice, relationship advice, and video shout outs. All you got to do is email him, chrisharper16 
uh, wildcat at gmail.com. That's chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. Make sure you're very descriptive in what you send him uh, as far as what you want in your video. And then make sure you PayPal him to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, check it out in the show description. It will be there for you. Uh, also, check out our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV as they talk about the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They also do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. Uh, so there's that as well. Thanks, Mike and JV, for all you do. And shout out to the little fella Half Pint and um, Sparks for their NWA Power Show. I saw something on Facebook recently, Doc. Um, <laughs> Chris Zoncha posted on uh, Half Pint's Facebook page. <laughs> Why weren't you at Elf practice? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You know what that reference is from, right? The old Rudolph the Red Dove Reindeer. Um, I don't even call it animation or cartoon. It was the, you know which one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, and when, what's his name? The 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 manager of the elves was like, why weren't you at Elf practice? Bro, y'all need to lay off a little fella. I mean. As you call him little fella. Come his, on. His. But that's a that's a term of affection. Okay. You know, right. a term of endearment. You know, he look, he's got enough problems with those Titans trying to limp home, cover the cross the finish line with that division over there. I tell you what's sad about that is even if they win the division, they ain't winning nothing. They started I mean, I, hitting the RVD post 10 weeks in and forgot that there's a whole, you know, you ever seen that that video of the goofy white kid that starts celebrating down the stretch and then loses <laughs> at the end, <laughs> at the finish line in the 400 or whatever? You know uh, what I'm talking yeah. about? You know what I'm uh, talking yeah. about? He's like <laughs> showboating to the crowd down the stretch and then, yeah, that's what they're doing. You can't get caught by Jacksonville. Now, we're going to, you know, this will have already happened by the time everybody hears this, but we're going to help the little fella out this weekend. We're going to take care of those Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys are going to pick them off and give them, put a, drop an L on them. Bro, uh, I think we got two games happening in between now and then. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to do the math on everything, but, yeah, we'll see. I, there's I, a lot of football happening, man. We're good. You know, yeah. the – in real life, the bowl season starts in about 35 minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. Sure does. You going to watch some college football today? I got to go uh, run to the store real quick, but um, I plan on it at some point. We'll see. We'll see. I, I You know, the the Miz has probably got some shit for me to do as soon as I Really? You need to go get room. some cocoa butter or something? What's up? Some lotion? You ashy? What's going on? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're a huge college football fan, but so do you get into bowl season or is it just like eh, it's just something else? No, nah, bowl bowl season is cool. Like, but the problem is that they they there are too many of them now, so that's like the you know one issue that I have with with bowl season. But um, yeah, I mean it, bowl season is 
I, I got no issues, man. I, li- I like bowl season. Like, I don't know which which one is today, or th- there's a couple. Of, I say which one. There's a couple today. Is your, it sounds like your doorbell is ringing, um, or some doorbell rang, something rang. Um, you know, the games today are meh. Uh, but you know, we'll have some stuff on Saturday that I think I want to check out for sure, like okay. Cincinnati. Okay. Now, um, Florida's so, playing, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's my question. We got the ponies I, this weekend too. Hey, New Mexico Bowl, SMU and BYU. Go ponies. Go ponies, bruh. Um, so here's my thing. Too many I bowl games now though, bro. I don't like mm. the fact that your your good teams in the playoffs have to wait like three or four weeks. It feels like, you know, you ran the gauntlet and then you sit on you get iced a little bit. Or it used to be worse than that. I know. But what I would do, that's why you need that 16-team playoff, so that they could be running the playoffs and let these boo-boo the fools play in their little bowl games. But, like, this weekend we're going to run the tournament. Bro, you just made Mikey and DFW hot. He is vehemently opposed to an uh, expanded playoff. He doesn't want to see twelve. I don't. I know he definitely doesn't want to. Doesn't want to twelve see doesn't work because people get buys or you. You need a divisible by you know the the work yeah. it down. My problem, I do. I, you know, I had I had I kind of litigated this on Twitter, and man, a lot of people got mad at me. But my problem with uh, college, so you know, I you you know me well. I, I love college football. I think college football is just great. Um, it's just um, I can watch almost anything. Uh, especially when the season's first kicking off, bro. It could be Connecticut versus freaking Troy. I mean, I, I, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Um, anyway, my thing is, I think the problem you do run into is, and this is somebody, me again, who wants a expanded playoff. I think, I don't know. You will end up with the same teams making it essentially to the final four almost every year, I think. I think it's still, not about I that. think it's Alabama about, makes it. I think Ohio fine. State makes it. But you gotta. It's the it's the money making process that gives people a chance. Well, yeah, that's what the bookers that like, and the bookers are eventually going to give into it just simply because of the money that they'll make. I have no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll definitely talk more. But you're right. There is a lot of time, and it used to be worse when they used to play on. The, like the last week of the year, there was a time when there weren't any championship games, so they play like that last. You know, Thanksgiving weekend of the year. Some of them would go a weekend after that, even before the championship games. And then you'd have a, a freaking national championship first week of January, man. You'd be waiting five, six weeks. Those teams wouldn't play for a month. Why are you letting it cool off, man? Yeah, man. It's, uh, I don't, yeah, I'm with you. But, all right, Doc, on that note, man, we're going to get out of here unless you got anything else. This is a fun episode, a fun ride. The Superstar should be back next week when we're back on our regular, I think we're back on our regular schedule. We'll see. But uh, any other closing thoughts? Uh, I guess, it, you know, I need to say Happy New Year to everybody. We're going to flip another calendar year on this thing. Damn. Yeah, this is getting weird, man. <laughs> uh, all right, man. We'll hit the tagline. Happy New Year, folks. Y'all uh, don't drink and drive. Get yourself an Uber or a Lyft. Um, or just stay home and drink and don't go there anywhere, man. Do. That's always a way to do it, too. Uh, hit the tagline, Doc, and we can get out of here. Book it, bitch.